Today on Locked On A, Seth Brown has been a popular topic of discussion at the GM meetings, and uh, we're going to see whether or not the A's should trade him. So uh, we're going to go over the case for and against that, and then also uh, A's GM David Forrest said that uh, AJ Puck could potentially return to the rotation in 2023. That's wild. So we're going to talk about that as well. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 490 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, uh, David Forrest had like one minute and a half clip on Twitter where he was interviewed by uh, MLB Network Radio, and wow, that got a, a lot of content for today's episode, so thank you to MLB Network Radio for allowing me to speculate today. Uh, we're going to talk about what he said about Seth Brown and also AJ Puck. And then, uh, you know, we'll call it a day and then I'll tell you guys what's coming up for tomorrow because it's more trade speculation that this time it's going to be about Sean Murphy. So that's that's what's going to be coming up for you guys tomorrow. But uh, today, uh, you know, thank you so much for making Lockdown Days your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch my interview with Mason Miller from earlier this week. He's the ace number 20 prospect. He throws 100. He's he's a delightful fellow. So Go watch that and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And uh, also, make sure to go check out Inside the A's. It is a a site that I run in affiliation with Sports Illustrated uh, yesterday, or last night, late last night, so early today. <laughs> I wrote an article about... Uh, what a trade for Sean Murphy could look like. And tomorrow on the podcast, I'm going to be talking to the host of Locked On Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, not Arizona Cardinals, because that would be weird and more Kyler Murray focused. Uh, but we're going to be talking about what a trade could look like. Um, we're going to try to come together on a conclusion for a trade for Sean Murphy. Maybe we add other pieces. Maybe we add somebody else. Because uh, he was definitely asking about Seth Brown, which led me to this episode. So here we go. Uh yeah, so David Forrest, the A's GM, said that uh, he was asked whether or not Seth Brown could be on the table uh, as a trade piece, and he, he kind of laughed, and I was like, he's been a popular guy at these meetings, and I was like, ah, oh, of course he is. That, that makes a lot of sense, but in my head, I hadn't thought about the A's trading him yet uh, because, you know, he's fine, but then I was like, there is a case to be made here that you could, in fact, trade Seth Brown and... It's kind of like the uh, the Ramon Laureano situation where uh, they're both older for baseball players and uh, it would make sense to get something for them sooner rather than later. So that's partially the case for why you would trade Seth Brown. But uh, let's go over why you would keep Seth Brown. It's because he's a good baseball player, you guys. And uh, we need something to cheer for in Oakland. Uh, that would be nice because... Who knows what's going to happen with the ballpark situation? Give me something to watch in 2023, because these will be in Oakland in 2023. And uh, Seth Brown, very nice guy. Uh, I tweeted this out during spring training, uh, because my son would be awake. He's He was like three months old at this point. He would be awake 
early, early in the morning, like 3 a.m. And so that's when I would watch the A's reruns of uh, the spring training games so that I could watch A's baseball because I couldn't watch it when it was live. Uh, so we'd watch it at 3 a.m. And he loved watching Seth Brown. Uh, that was a good time. So Seth Brown, his favorite player, I still think uh, that holds true. So uh, Seth Brown in 2021, he was worth 1.3 wins above replacement. According to Fangraphs, he had a 7.5% walk rate, which is solid. Uh, he had a 29% strikeout rate, which is a little high, uh, higher than the A's have been going for recently, but not egregiously high. It's pushing the egregious level, but it's not terrible. And he hit 20 home runs. He hit a couple of home runs on the last day of the season. Good for him. Uh, solid, solid 2021 season for Seth Brown. And all season, I was like, let's see what he does, how he uh, grows in 2022. And he grew. He was worth 1.8 wins above replacement. He had a 9.2% walk rate, which is very good. Uh, and then he also had a 26.3% strikeout rate, which is down almost 3%. So he was trending in the correct direction. He also hit 25 home runs this season, and he stole 11 bases. So double threat and also home run threat and also stolen base threat. He's a threat. He's a good guy. Um, and... These are impressive numbers, I think. One, because, you know, he's he was in his age 30 season. Um, and also, he was kind of the centerpiece of, or the, the, the main focus of the A's offense, along with Sean Murphy. And he had to kind of adjust to that and being the focal point as opposed to being like hitting seventh or eighth against only righties. He was in the lineup a lot more often. The A's were moving him around constantly, uh, position-wise. And he, he showed up and he did it. And he had a, a better season, and he had an excellent second half. I want to say dad power, just because why not? Uh, he had a 147 WRC plus in the second half, which is 47% above league average. That is, uh, that's up there with some guys. Uh, if he could do that for an entire season, he's an elite hitter in baseball. But it was half of a season. We'll see if how he does in 2023, but that's an elite hitter in baseball for at least half of a season. Uh, he also hit 249 with a 348 on base. Those are both fine numbers. Uh, you know, some some people would want him to hit a little bit higher batting average-wise, but the on-base is excellent. Uh, he hit 15 home runs in the second half alone, and he had a 12.8% walk rate, which is amazing. That, I, that's that got to be in the top, like, 2% or 98th, 99th percentile, somewhere in there. Uh, that is a an elite walk rate for half of a season. Uh, he played 84 games at first base, which, you know, he was the mostly starting first baseman for a while there, uh, along with Billy McKinney and Stephen Vogt and a cast of others. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he played first base quite a bit. And then he also played 38 games in left, 32 games in right, and 17 games in center field down the stretch because, uh, weird, why not? Um, and I thought that that was weird because if, if everybody's there, he doesn't need to play center field. He, you got Christian Pache, who you probably need. He's going to be on the roster. I think he's out of options. So he could play center. Or also Ramon Laureano could theoretically play center. I know that his stats have been a little bit eh, eh in center field of late. But, I mean, Seth Brown's a first baseman slash left fielder slash right fielder. Also center fielder? Uh, is he going to be the starting guy or is he just going to be a fill-in option? It, it, it felt like a weird decision and made me think that Ramon Laureano could be on the way out. And I still think that he probably is on the way out, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, Seth Brown. Uh, he's he's a versatile guy. He's a good guy. I like having him. He's a 19th round pick. He's easy to root for. Um, so Seth Brown is 
a guy that the A's would def- should definitely want to keep around for the fans so that we have somebody to root for because uh, Sean Murphy's probably also on his way out. So we got like Christian Pache and uh, Shay Langoliers. He's cool. I'm just naming guys from the Braves trade now. Um, and Dermis Garcia is one of my favorites. Femiel Machin's a good time. We There's going to be so many guys to keep an eye on. Uh, Cole Irvin, great guy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of guys to keep an eye on. We're going to see how the roster shakes out. But I think Seth Brown could be a solid guy for the A's, and I think that he should be sticking around for 2023. That is my personal opinion, but I'm going to make the argument here coming up that, I mean, they, they could trade him. They, they could. So we're going to talk about the, that here in a second. But first, today's episode is sponsored by Simply Safe. And if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On A's listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Simply Safe has 24/7 professional monitoring and they they do the thing that they're supposed to do and I like that. That's a good feature to have for Simply Safe over there. And Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report. It is the third year in a row that they have gotten that award. Y- you can't go wrong with a with a security system that is doing it year after year after year. You want consistency when you are protecting your home and your family. And in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect net technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so that you can get priority police response. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off of a, a new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. This is their biggest discount of the year right ahead of the holidays. So do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like a Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And also make sure to go check out Inside the A's. It is a, a site that I run in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. Uh, you can check us out at, at Inside the A's on, on the internet. Or also Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook, so you never miss an article over there. I, I wrote some good stuff over there, I, I think, uh, yesterday. I wrote a few good things. Talked about Nick Anderson, uh, who cleared waivers, weirdly. So he's a free agent now. The A's did not pick him up. Uh, apparently, according to the Lockdown Rays, he had lost a little bit of velocity, so there's that. But uh, yeah, I think it's a nice flyer for a team like the A's. So go sign him to a free agent contract, maybe? Maybe for the minor league or the big league minimum. Why not? Uh, or to a minor league deal, but for the A's instead of the Rays. Um, and then also I wrote about the trade with Sean Murphy going to the Cardinals and what that could look like. I got very excited about some of their prospects. So I want them now, and we're going to talk about them on tomorrow's episode here with the host of Locked On Cardinals, JD. JD. Uh, <laughs> I don't know his last name, honestly. Uh, he, he, it's just JD on Twitter, so I'm going with JD. Uh, anyways, let's talk about uh, why it makes sense to trade Seth Brown. Uh, I, I got a few reasons here. I wrote them down. We're going to read them off to you real fast. Uh, he is He's pre-arb. He's pre-arbitration eligible, so he's going to be making the big league minimum, which means uh, that's that's a good thing for trading people. That you want... 
when you're moving somebody, that uh, not having like $18 million attached to them, that, that's a bonus for you. You get more things that way. And uh, the A's could use more things. So there you go. Uh, he's also not a free agent until after the 2026 season. So he also has three, he has four years of control left. That's a lot of control. And you, you would think that a guy like Seth Brown could get a, a decent return because of the, the amount of control left. Uh, the thing that is interesting here is that he's already 30 years old. He's going to be 31 next July. And I don't know that what the market's going to be like for that, uh, for a guy that's, you know, a little bit older, kind of starting to come into his own as he's hitting the age of 30. Um, I, I know that, you know, a lot of us, regular normies, if you will, we hit our stride around 30, and we expect these kids at like 19 to just burst into the big leagues and start hitting, you know, sliders and stuff, and that's ridiculous. So yeah, 30 years old, maybe he's just a regular guy in, uh, you know, St. Louis, middle of the country. They're, they're like, yeah, Regular guy, Seth Brown. We like that guy. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's what they're going for. Uh, because JD definitely asked me about uh, adding Seth Brown to the trade, and I was like, I don't think that uh, I, I think that the A's could get the trade that he offered uh, without Seth Brown. That's spoiler alert. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna work on some stuff. Maybe add a different piece as opposed to Seth Brown because I. I want to keep Seth Brown. That's that's where I'm standing. Uh, and then also, is Seth Brown going to be part of the next competitive cycle? I The only reason that I ask that is because uh, his age. And I don't know that when the A's are going to be good. Are they going to be good before he hits free agency? Uh, or l let's say in the next three years. Is he going to have one year of control left by the time the A's are in their next competitive window? I don't know. I mean, I hope so, because we're going to be seeing, hopefully, Tyler Soderstrom, Zach Galoff, some of the, the younger guys... Uh, coming up this season. So you would hope that after a couple of seasons, the A's would be a little bit better and uh, Seth Brown could be that veteran presence for that club. Uh, I mean, they could also go with some other guys and just have a, a, a largely young group of guys. And we'll, So we'll see what the roster construction looks like there, but I think that you can easily make a case that moving a guy that's a, you know already 30 years old uh, is expendable. And you, you can get what you can for him this offseason and uh, go from there. Maybe you do it uh, at the trade deadline next year, but teams are asking about him because he, he's got some pop in his bat. Uh, he showed some some real promise, some real gains in 2022 over 2021, and he showed that he's a, he's a legitimate guy. So, uh, obviously, teams are going to be interested. It depends on what the return package is, I guess. Um, I don't want to see him go, but I, I would understand why the A's would do it because I don't know that he's going to be around for the next competitive cycle. That that, that, that part makes sense to me. I, I understand that aspect of why you would trade him because because he's old. Because <laughs> he, Just because he's old. That, that's what it is. That's what it boils down to. He's got four years of control, a team, and he can play wherever you want. You, you want him in the outfield? You want him at first base? You want him DHing? Where do you want him? He, he'll catch. He'll play third base. He'll play short. He's he could probably be an excellent shortstop. He don't put him at shortstop. Um, yeah, if you miss out on Xander Bogarts and Carlos Correa and Trey Turner and uh, Dansby Swanson and the rest of the shortstops, Seth Brown, not a bad option right there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that the A's should keep him, but I also understand if they don't keep him just because the competitive window cycle and uh, they, they don't, he's not going to make a lot of money. And to get that amount of production from a guy who's making the big league minimum is probably nice for the A's front office so that they're not going to be uh, a, a terrible team again. Uh, 
and also maybe some of this uh, boils down to, I I have to look it up, but um, the the draft lottery process, you can't draft in the lottery three years in a row, I believe. So if they get a lottery pick this season and then they trade Seth Brown, they're probably looking at a lottery pick next year too, and that could be something. But if they don't get a lottery pick, then do they look to trade Seth Brown? Because then they have a couple of years of being in the lottery again. And does that play a role in a potential Seth Brown trade? Something to consider. I think it's three years. Uh, so you can have a lottery pick, uh, one of the first top six picks uh, for two years in a row. But that I'll look it up. We'll confirm later. Uh, but that's where I'm standing right now. It, it makes sense to trade him, but also I don't want to. There you go. That's my argument for Seth Brown. Uh, but coming up on the show, we're talking about AJ Puck potentially returning to the rotation and whether or not that's a good idea. We'll get into it. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice. If you're on YouTube, leave us a comment or a thumbs up or something like that. It helps the algorithm. It helps us. It helps you, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it helps people uh, find the podcast. So if you like the podcast, uh, that helps me. So there you go. Um, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And once again, make sure to go to Inside the A's, check out the articles that I have over there, and also follow us on uh, both Twitter and on Facebook at Inside the A's over there. So you never miss an article. But uh, yeah, and also thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. Uh, and we're also here every single day, Monday through Friday. So uh, that's, if you want A's content year-round, uh, Locked On A's, got you covered. Inside the A's, got you covered. There you go. Boom. Uh, and we'll have stuff for you guys all the time. Uh, slow news day, not here. Never here. <laughs> all right, but let's talk about uh, just the, I'll, I'll start off with the quote, but we're going to talk about AJ Puck uh, potentially returning to the rotation. Whether or not that's a good idea or a bad idea, we're going to determine that. Uh, so David Forrest uh, also mentioned Puck getting through the year healthy and that being a huge step for him. And they have talked about whether or not to have him as a starter in 2023. Uh, he's, he said, quotes, I wouldn't rule out AJ coming into camp as a starting pitcher, uh, end quote. And uh, yeah, that's interesting. I have definitely said that I would not do that. Uh, on the podcast before, mostly because uh, he stayed healthy and don't don't touch him. He's fine now. Um, <laughs> I don't want him to get hurt because if he gets hurt, then you get no AJ Puck. I'd rather have some AJ Puck than no AJ Puck. Uh, that is that is just my common. Uh, that, that's that's how that's where I land on that one. I want some AJ Puck, but not uh not not none. I like some. I like moderate amounts of AJ Puck. Uh, but it it would make sense. Uh, because, you know, he, he was a starter in college at uh, Florida, and he was good at that, which is why the A's drafted him sixth overall. Um, also, the A's have lots of lefty options, so it's not like they need his left-handed arm in the bullpen. They already got Sam Mole, who was fantastic. Uh, they got Kirby Snead, who was my breakout candidate for 2023, so he's going to be good. Um, obviously, he's going to be good. Uh, and then there's guys like Jared Koenig, who came up and was more of a long-relief guy, uh, you know, a, a like once a week-ish, um, and he would pitch three, four innings, and he was solid against some good competition. And then a guy like Zach Logue potentially could also be 
a, a guy in that mold as well. Um, he's got to work on the giving up the long ball, but Zach Logue could be a bullpen option. That could be a route that they go with him in 2023. Uh, speculation. I, I don't know anything. Speculation. Um, and that those are just four lefties that the A's could use uh, if, if they felt like it. Adam Kalarik uh, is uh, now a free agent, so that stinks. Um, but, yeah, those are four guys that the A's could use in the bullpen, and they're all, I mean, two of those guys are going to be solid. Uh, and one of those guys is Jared Kennig, and I liked him a lot. I'm just not sure if he's going to be a bullpen guy long term. Uh, I, I liked what I saw from him, though. And then Zach Logue, we'll see what he does as well. But the A's got a couple of options at the very least, which could afford the A's to go with A.J. Puck going to the starting rotation, which makes the rotation very interesting because you got... Uh, Cole Irvin, number one, I would imagine. And then you got James Caprillion currently slotted as number two, but uh, let's see where he ends up. Uh, and then, I mean, maybe you could flip-flop A.J. Puck and J.P. Sears. Maybe J.P. Sears goes to the bullpen, but I like J.P. Sears. And uh, But he, he is kind of a deception uh, pitcher, and maybe you want to limit the times that guys can see him and have him work in short bursts as opposed to in longer stints. Maybe that's what it is, but he was he was effective for a lot of starts, so I, I liked that, um, and I don't necessarily want to mess with that either. Uh, so, I mean, maybe you could take out JP Sears. You got Ken Waldachuk, who I'm writing in. Uh, I, I think that he would definitely be there as well. Uh, you got Paul Blackburn, who, I mean, I've said I think that he's going to be traded. I might try and trade him tomorrow to the Cardinals uh, because JD is interested. He wants to, Paul Blackburn. He said, yes, we would always like more pitching, please. And I said, okay, here you go. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We're going to try and work out a trade deal with Paul Blackburn as well. But, um, yeah, Paul Blackburn currently in the rotation. Uh, and then you got, you know, your Adrian Martinez's. You got um, Adam Aller, who I really liked down the stretch. Uh, Adrian Martinez, if he adds something like a two-seamer, I think that he could be another solid guy. Zach Logue is another guy that's in that realm. But we'll see uh, if Colin Palouse... Uh, survives or you know is added to the 40-man roster or survives the rule five draft uh then he could also be in in that realm for starting rotation uh vibes as well um so yeah there, there's some guys that the a's have and i don't know that they necessarily need to put aj puck in there because they don't have the depth at starting pitcher but uh you know injuries happen and maybe you want to have him stretched out coming into camp and then you see what happens with injuries and whether or not you need him in the rotation and you can put him in the, the bullpen later on but i don't know that he's going to be a closer and maybe that's why they're like yeah let's just have him start why not screw it uh because he did not have it in the ninth inning in the few outings that he, they gave him uh he was just erratic with his pitching um that hit the balls were going everywhere lots of hit batters lots of wild pitches lots of walks it wasn't a great time in the ninth inning when uh, he had a lead. So, um, yeah, maybe they were like, hey, if he's not going to be a closer or, you know, in a late inning guy, make him a starter again. Screw it. Let's see what we, how we can get the most value out of him. And maybe that's the, the reasoning here is he, he didn't do it here. Let's go back to this now that he made it through a season healthy and uh, see if that works. But uh, that, that, and that makes sense, honestly. Uh, if you're not going to have your... your uh, sixth overall pick from a few years ago, be your closer, may as well just uh, put him back to where you drafted him in the starting rotation. So uh, that's where that stands. But anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. On tomorrow's show, I am talking with JD 
of Locked On Cardinals, and we're going to try and put together a Sean Murphy and others and friends uh, trade, and I'm going to try and swindle the crap out of him and get a bunch of good players because I'm excited about... I'll throw out some names. Mason Wynn. He is fun. I have enjoyed him a lot uh, since the trade deadline. Uh, he's really good. He was in double-A. Uh, he has a cannon of an arm at shortstop or second base, wherever you want to play him, but he has the arm for shortstop. Uh, and then also, uh, Tink Hens is another guy that I was very, very intrigued by. He seems like Luis Medina, who the A's got in the Frankie Montas trade. Yeah, Medina was in double-A. Uh, he struggles with command, but uh, Tink Hens does not struggle with command, but he also throws gas. So uh, I, I'm i intrigued by that. And if you, you put Tink Hens and Mason Miller together, oh man, what a time the A's could have with those two guys. Um, and then I also was... I, I was going with a few other guys. Lars Newtbar, who is their right fielder, was one of those guys. I was very intrigued by Lars Newtbar because uh, his baseball savant page is fully red. Fully red. And you can read more about all of these guys over inside the A's because uh, I wrote about them. So there you go. But anyways, uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, that's what's coming up for you guys tomorrow. But thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts' insights and analysis that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, go check it out. It's a fantastic program, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy listening to it or watching it. I usually listen to it. Um, Peter Bukowski, handsome guy, and I can't uh, I can't be seeing his face while I'm watching sports things because my mind drifts. <laughs> Just kidding, Peter. Anyways, uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Hey.